now is the perfect time to start being you and listen to that voice inside of you. We are going to boldly be ourselves. When I talk about being bold, I'm not talking about being like me. I'm not talking about being like anybody else. I'm not talking about being loud and in your face, unless that's who you are. I am talking about being yourself. That is where the magic happens. That is what is so powerful is when we can be in tune with ourselves. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. All right, my friend, we have reached the end of 2021. Congratulations. You have made it. The last two years have been hard and heavy, and I am happy for each of us that we have made it through our hardest days. I always like that saying where they say, just remember, you have made it through the hardest day of your life. And that's always true. You have always made it to the next day. So keep going. Keep doing your best. Keep loving. Keep striving to to be you. So two things that I wanted to talk to you about today. Since it is the end of the year, it means two things for us. First of all, it means that Steve and Matt are incredibly busy at work. And so I am here rounding out this year with you on my own, which I did last year as well. And I love doing that. I like having the opportunity to speak to you in kind of a different format. And so that is what you are going to get today. Also, it being at the end of the year, we are hearing all about how starting next year, we can live our best life. We are going to do better. We are going to be the best versions of ourselves and all of these things. And it is constantly being thrown at us of how that looks, of what our best life should look like, what that means, and all of the things. And here's the thing is I don't want to encourage you to live your best life next year. I don't. I don't want you to be better. I don't want you to whatever. What I want for you is for you to be you. Because honestly, when you are being you, when you are tapping into who you are and listening to yourself, that is when you do get to live that best life. That is what it means to live a best life is to be you and to listen to yourself. So I want to help you this next year be you. That is all we're going to focus on is being you. And if that resonates with you, then this episode is going to hit home and it is going to help you start your new year off right. And if you're listening to this some other time other than the new year, this applies in everyday life. You guys, I really believe that setting goals at the new year, like it is like this time to refresh and feel renewed. And I get it. Like I understand that. But I also feel like this is something we need to just make a habit of in our everyday life. I reset and renew numerous times throughout the year, throughout my days, throughout my weeks, whatever it is. It doesn't matter if it's a new beginning, a new week or whatever. It just means I get to reset anytime that I want and choose to be in tune with myself anytime. So if this is not at the new year that you're listening to this, keep that in mind that now is the perfect time to start being you and listen to that voice inside of you. We are going to boldly be ourselves. When I talk about being bold, I'm not talking about being like me. I'm not talking about being like anybody else. I'm not talking about being loud and in your face, unless that's who you are. I am talking about being yourself. 
that is where the magic happens. That is what is so powerful is when we can be in tune with ourselves. So I am going to give you just a little bit of how you do that today and encourage you to tap into some resources that we have where you can start looking in to being your best self. And again, look, I just said it, being your best self. I want you to be yourself. It is such a hard habit to break. It's hard to break in our minds because it is so ingrained in us that we have to be a better version of ourselves, that we need to be our best selves. But it's all about just being yourself. So you might hear me make that mistake a couple more times because it is still a mind shift that we are all working on, that I am continually working on and trying to change. So here we go. We slowly lose who we are over the course of our life. We let other things influence who we become. Now, some of that influence is so awesome and resonates with us. Some of those things are like, yeah, this feels right, so I'm gonna keep moving forward. Some of that is, though, us suppressing who we feel we should be. So we push down our own feelings of who we should be and our own thoughts of where we should go and how we should be living our life because we can't be right. This other person who is a leader, who is my parent, who is a teacher, who has all of this knowledge and all of these things, they must be right and know better that what's right for me than I know what's right for me. And so we push down who we are and we suppress it. And as we do that, and I really believe, I mean, this begins when we're kids, but I also really believe it really begins when we're teens, where we're starting to figure out who we are and we have more independence and our peers have more influence in our lives. And, and so we really start processing all of these things and we let all of these things start seeping in and taking over who we really are. And we convince ourselves that we don't really know what's right or what's cool or what's popular or what's good or what's healthy. Instead, we let all these other things influence who we are. And so as over time, we really lose ourselves. And like I said, it starts when we're teens, mostly. It starts when we're kids, but it really comes in strong when we're teens. And then again, as we graduate from high school and we start into our work, whether that work is being moms or whether that is being a businesswoman or whether it is in our religion, all of these things kind of start determining who we are and we forget to listen to who we want to be. And as we do this, we start harboring resentment. We start harboring resentment towards our friends and family who tell us how our life should look. We start harboring resentment towards our children because they are dictating how our life is going and how much control and power we have or what we can do or how much time we have or all of these things. We start harboring resentment towards maybe a boss or people at work and our religion and all of these things start tapping in and telling us who we should be and how we need to show up and what we should do. And we are shooting all over ourselves because of how we feel our life should look instead of taking ownership of our life. So we are letting this resentment build and it happens in little tiny ways and it happens over time. And it's really hard to feel like we can pull ourselves out of that resentment. That resentment becomes so overwhelming and maybe not overwhelming all the time, but at certain moments where we 
just feel overwhelmed by this resentment and feel like there is no way we can change that resentment, that somebody else needs to come in and change that or the situation needs to change so that we can let go of that resentment. When in all honesty, we can take back that control. We have been giving away this control. We are sitting in this resentment, which is somewhat a victim attitude, a victim mindset, and we're not owning that we have control. We can take back that control in our lives. And so I wanted to share just a couple of times when I have experienced taking back that control, where I went through this process of letting you know, this resentment build or recognizing that this resentment could take over my life and because I had been taught that my life should look this way and it wasn't looking this way. It was going drastically off course. And if you are new here, these will be new stories to you. If you are not new here, you will have heard these stories probably before on the podcast, but I, I feel there's so much power in sharing them again with just me and in a new light and a new look at this. So I'm going to talk about when Steve first came out as gay. So Steve is my ex-husband, my first husband, and he came out as gay a couple years into our marriage. And we had been married in our church's temple. We had like checked all the boxes. He had served a mission. I married the return missionary. We were in college. We were doing like the things that we should do that we had been taught would bring us down this path and it would lead us towards this easy life and all of these things. And we continued down that path. And then a couple years into our marriage, my husband comes out as gay to me. He didn't come out publicly or anything, but he came out as gay. And I remember in that moment of realizing that he was gay, I was overwhelmed with a lot of feelings. And for me, it wasn't resentment at that time, but I know for a lot of women in this situation, it does grow into a resentment. For me, it was overwhelming sadness. There was some like just confusion of, well, why is he married to me? Why is this happening? What do I do from here? Do I stay in my marriage? Do I leave my marriage? We were married in the temple, which we believe is for time and all eternity, and and that is sacred. And I can't, I can't leave now. I need to stay. And so there's all these feelings that come. And those are some of the things that I was feeling. And I remember at that time thinking, what can I do? This is not the life I had imagined for myself. Is this still the life I want? And really diving deep into asking myself those powerful questions of what is it that I want at this time? And by doing that, I was taking back that control of my life instead of letting those uncomfortable feelings, which we need to feel so that we can learn from, but I wasn't letting them rule my life. Instead, I was letting them teach me what I needed to do from that point forward. And one of the things I really needed to do was educate myself. I dove into a lot of reading of books about women or couples that were in this same situation. And I read and I read and I read and I did a lot of crying during that time, realizing what my life could look like. There were lots of different ways my life could go. There still are lots of different ways my life could go. But in that moment, just understanding that I had to shift the options that I had for my life, though the path of my life had just shifted greatly, not because of something I did, not because really of choices I made, but just because of the situation I was in 
and just because of who my husband was. And so I had to make those decisions of, do I fall in to the resentment and anger and bitterness, which all of those are valid feelings and things you need to explore if those are the things you're feeling? Or do I educate myself like I was and make the decision that feels right to me? Do I tap into what I am feeling is right for me and follow that? And that is the decision I made. And that pivotal moment, and it wasn't just one moment, it was a series of conscious, intentional decisions, allowed me to move forward in a way that let me drop the anger, the resentment, the sadness, the confusion in a manner that worked for me and that allowed me to work through those feelings and process them in a manner that was quick. And I'm not saying that you need to rush through your feelings, but I didn't want to stay there. I wanted to continue to live my life. I wanted to continue to find the joy and happiness that I was promised in my life for living the way I felt I should live, for tapping into being true to myself. And so it allowed me the space to do that. And I also wanted to be able to move forward with peace and clarity in my life. And so by listening to myself and taking back that ownership and power, I was able to continue forward and create a relationship with my husband that allowed us to stay married. We continue forward. We were married for another five years. We had a daughter during that time and we're, we're happy. We had a good time together. And I got to know my partner, my husband at the time, on a level that most people I don't think ever get to experience knowing their partner or spouse. I feel like in the romantic comedies, we see like this cute love story and it's so beautiful and it's so great, but we miss the part where they develop that deep connection that allows them to have this place where they feel safe with their partner. And I felt safe with Steve because I knew who he was. I knew who he was. And when we don't get to see that, then we miss that part of the relationship. We miss that safe space in that relationship, which is really what we want is to feel safe. The other things that allows us to feel safe is knowing who we are and what we want. Are we actively choosing this life that we are in or are we just going along and letting other people tell us how our life should look? We can make the decisions to determine how our life should look based on what we need and what we feel. And that is what I want to encourage you to do. I mean, five years later, after my husband came out, after Steve came out, he did end up having an affair which is something I knew was a possibility for our life. Like I just knew that there might come a time in our life where Steve wanted to be true to that side of himself. And that time came. And because I had worked through understanding what I wanted, I knew how to do it again. So I'd gone through this process when Steve came out of rethinking what my life would look like, understanding that it was probably very different than I ever would have imagined. And being able to let go of those feelings of anger, resentment, sadness, bitterness, whatever those feelings are that come up for you, I was able to let those go. And so when the affair happened, I 
recognized those feelings coming again. And they were strong and they were intense. And I had so many different feelings. It was waves of emotions at different times, you know, feeling the different things that you feel of of just all of those things, those uncomfortable feelings of that bitterness and that anger and and wanting to just be so mad because he had ruined my life. He had changed the trajectory of my life and done something that I never wanted to deal with in my life. And so there was this moment of, I can be angry that he did this to me and sit in these feelings, or I can take back control of my life and gain that clarity again, knowing who I was and what I wanted to be able to take the steps forward to create a life I loved. I never wanted to feel like somebody else had the power in my life to determine the trajectory of my life. Now, I coach women who are going through divorce and who their spouses and partners have come out and maybe they are choosing to stay in the relationship and maybe they are choosing to separate whatever that looks like for you because you have to decide what works for you and your situation and your partner. I have helped them work through that. And more often than not, women come to me saying, I am so mad that he ruined my life. He's out there living his best life, being happy, living true to who he is. And I am stuck here picking up the shit. And I'm sorry, ladies. I do swear every once in a while. But it's true. We are left. Sometimes we feel like we are left going through the sludge. And sometimes we feel like this person is being celebrated because they have embraced themselves. They have embraced who they are and they can be loud and proud. And while we might want to be happy for them, sometimes it is hard to be happy for them because we realize what we have been left with on the tail end of it. And I speak to so many women who feel this and it is real and it is hard. You may feel like you are being left in the dust, like you are given the short end of the stick. They are out there doing all the things and you are trying to be supportive And yet you are sitting here with the kids, having to figure out finances, having to uproot your life, having to change what you thought your life would look like, having to share this story that could bring you feelings of shame and around it that other people may judge you for and you harbor that bitterness and anger. And that is real. That is hard. And it takes time to work through. But... I am here to tell you that when you can get clear on what it is you want and what brings you joy at this time in your life, you can have that peace and comfort and happiness and joy again, and you can start silencing those false beliefs as well. I think we often in this situation, and I'm speaking at this point specifically about when somebody comes out to us as a partner or spouse comes out to us, we feel like they have been given this gift and their life is looking perfect. They're getting everything they want. And this applies to in just getting a divorce or being separated or all sorts of things. Again, it can be applied to all sorts of situations. But we tend to feel like this other person, everything's falling into place and working out for them and everything's great. And sometimes that's the thing they want to project because they want to 
feel like they did the right thing. And they may have done the right thing, but they overcompensate and try to project this perfect life when really they're struggling inside too. They need to heal as well. So please don't tell yourself this belief that everything is working out perfectly for everybody else, no matter what your situation and everything's just crap for you because everybody's going through their crap. Some people hide it better than others. Some people like to hide it. Some people just let it out there and and they own it. And I want you to figure out what works for you. So after, and one of the things that we need to do in this is be able to figure out the fear that we are carrying around a situation. We also need to identify what joy we have now. What do we have now? What have we been given? What is working? What can we grasp onto? And what is going to help us take back that control in our life so that we can let go of those negative feelings? And so I am telling you all of this because I know that going into this new year, we can feel like we might be starting it off with the short end of the stick, or we might feel like we are going to have the best, we are going to make a better life for ourselves and the best life for ourselves. And we get stuck on doing things the way other people tell us they should be done. This person's telling me I should work out, I should eat all these things, I should do this, this, and this, and I'm going to do them all and I'm going to live my best life. And then a few months in, sometimes a few days in, sometimes a few weeks in, however long, we are overwhelmed by all of this change we are creating. And we feel resentment again because we aren't actually doing what feels true and right for ourselves. We are feeding in to this idea that we need to do all of the things the way this other person did them. And without tuning into ourselves and how that should look for us. So I am encouraging you, if any of this resonates with you, and this might be a little bit all over the board, but hopefully you understand what I'm saying. This year, I want you to be you, to tap in to yourself so that you can make it through these hard situations. I am opening up a coaching group at the end of January. And if you want to be on the list of people who, who is the first to hear about this coaching group, please go to our show notes and click the link or go to theboldlogic.com forward slash BU and you will be put on a wait list to be the first to know when details are coming about, uh, about the coaching group. Now, I am actually launching this coaching group specifically for people who their partner has come out. But when I say that, I want you to understand that even if that isn't your exact situation, if what I say resonates with you at this time, this coaching group is for you as well. It is a safe place for you to come to share the resentments that you are harboring but not just to share, to vent, to be angry, to throw somebody else under the bus. That is not what we're doing here. We are coming to put in the work to know how we can show up for ourselves moving forward, to know how we can be true to ourselves so that we can be clear and kind. And that means that you get to be clear and kind to the other people in your life. When you are clear and kind to yourself, 
you get to be clear and kind to other people. I want you to join me. If you are feeling like you have lost yourself, if you are feeling like you don't know how to move forward after somebody in your life has come out, or maybe your partner has said, I am ready to be done, we need to separate, or something along those lines, please, please join us. Again, you can go to theboldlogic.com forward slash BU to get on the wait list for this coaching group that I will be opening up at the end of January. My friend, focus on learning about yourself. Focus on becoming self-aware and taking control and ownership of your life. There is nothing more freeing that you will ever experience than when you recognize you have control of your life, that you get to let go of these feelings, the uncomfortable feelings. You get to process them. You get to dive into them. And then you get to use them to figure out how you can take action to find the peace and clarity and joy that you want in your life. You don't have to wait for somebody else to change. You don't have to wait for your situation to change. You get to take control of that when you understand and know yourself and start listening to yourself. I want you to be you this next year, not to be the best version of you, not to be a better version of you, but just to be you. That is my hope for you. That is what I hope you will lean into this year, that you will find that peace and clarity that comes from doing that. And I can help you along the way. You can follow us here. I would love for you to follow us on Instagram. I would love for you to join our newsletter so that you have those tools and resources that you need. If you are thinking you want something now and not wanting to wait for this wait list to come out, you can pick up my Boldology journal. That's a great place to start. It is in our shop, theboldlogicshop.com. You can pick up those journals. We have a new version. It is beautiful. I am so excited about it. That is there for you. If you want to dig into that now, before the coaching program opens, we also have the free workbook, Change Your Story, Change Your Life, that is always there for you, that is a great place to start where you can identify those pain points in your life, whether you're holding on to feelings of anger and resentment, whether you have a situation that is hard, it is going to help you figure out one area of your life where you are carrying pain and help you start moving through that. You guys have a great new year. I hope you have had a wonderful holiday season. We are so excited to kick off this new year. And if you want to kick it off together in my group coaching program, go check that out. We love you. We are here for you. Please know that you are seen, that you are loved, that you are worthy, that you are enough, and that you have people on your side fighting for you and cheering you on. Have a great week. Have an awesome year. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Husband-in-Law. All right, now we have a challenge for you. We challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to do so now. Also, don't forget to give us a review. We read every single one of them. Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.